All right, round two. <laughs> Welcome to Real Live Talk. Thank you guys for taking a moment to check out this podcast episode. And I really pray that the content of this conversation blesses you, challenges you, or encourages you in some way. I'm uh, really excited to welcome back to the podcast for the first time in a while, my lovely wife, Denise. And the reason why I say um, round two, we tried to do this earlier. <laughs> we attempted to record and our little girl was not having it. So we uh, now have our live-in babysitters here at home with us, aka our children our watching the baby for us. So, yes. uh, so we're giving this another shot. Welcome back. Thank you. It's awesome to be back. And yeah. Let's get it done. <laughs> let's get, let's, let's do get it. it done. We let's are, do it. Um, so we're pre-recording this episode uh, just because it's, this episode is for Thursday, which right now for us, it's tomorrow. And uh, Thursdays are difficult for us to sync up our schedules because of right. your work schedule and some different things that go on on Thursday. So we're, we are recording this a day in advance, just so you know. And uh, we are currently heartbroken. Uh, we just got finished watching. Well, Mexico. Well, you're, you're, you don't seem as heartbroken as I do. I, I mean, guess. I, I am sad. I'm, uh, <laughs> well, I'm, first of all, why? So we were watching. Uh, yeah. We're watching the World Cup. Mexico just lost. Um, well, yes. no, Mexico actually won. They won their game. Yes. And they played it a fantastic so I guess game. That's they won two to nothing. Why I'm not. They put up a really good yeah, fight. Yeah, they played really good, and I was very happy to see them play. How they played today. They played mm -hmm. everything. They were, you know, attacking and everything. Yeah. I mean, if you don't know, just the World Cup is really important in our household, uh, at least for me, <laughs> yeah. because soccer is just very, very important to me. I grew up playing it, watching mm -hmm. it, um, so it's that's how we spend a lot of our family time, believe it or not, just watching the games on Sundays or watching our teams and stuff. Um, so I really do, do enjoy that. So every four years... When the World Cup comes up, you know, we're, I'm there. I'm watching. I'm engaged. I'm, I take the time. I don't care how late or how early the game is. I'm going to be there. I'm going to watch it. And obviously, of course, I always want Mexico to, you know, to make it as far as they can. Unfortunately, they weren't able to do that this year. I know it's a big disappointment in a lot of, in a lot of ways. They always make it to, uh, what is it called? The round, of, the round of 16. Yeah. yeah. They always make it. Um, and I guess there's just so much. But happening. the interesting thing about about today, why it was so, it, it was so exciting. It was such is such a such an amazing uh, experience watching today, because so we actually we set two TVs up because <laughs> Mexico the, the Mexico was was playing, and then at the same time Argentina was playing Poland, right. and it was the, here was this was the circumstance. Just in case you're unaware, and you may not care about this at all, but uh, but this is <laughs> we, we got I gotta get this off my chest. The reason why it was so interesting is Mexico had to win. Yes. But then it was also that there were a couple of options. Poland had to either beat Argentina. Right. In order for Mexico to get through. So Mexico had to win their game, which they did, and they played amazingly. But then also Argentina needed to lose to Poland or Argentina needed to win, but then Mexico needed to score a minimum of three goals. Right. And so that was the situation. And uh, Argentina scored fairly early on. I mean, I, I knew they were going to score because they were just attacking. They were they dominating the gameplay. Yeah. Poland, I don't know. They, they weren't really attacking very no. much. I don't think but they, they had any shots on goal defending. until the very, very yeah, end of the game. I don't, I don't think so, but, but. but it was just interesting. And it was really exciting because Argentina scored. And then at the beginning of the second half, Mexico scored a couple times pretty quick. Yeah. 
And so they had two goals. So we knew that Mexico had to score three goals. But then, I didn't even realize this was a thing, I found out that if Argentina scored three goals against Poland, then that That's would push Mexico shot. through as well yeah. because of the goals against Poland would have been higher than the goals against Mexico. Yeah. And so it was a whole thing. It was really, really exciting. Argentina was 2 nothing. You have to know math. <laughs> when it comes to the I mean, World basic, Cup, basic sometimes math. like it's it's very tricky the way the the scoring works and everything. So it's it's pretty intricate. So anyway, it was pretty yeah. it was pretty intense. It was pretty awesome. There I were, mean, today our kids were at school, so they weren't here. But yeah. it's just hilarious in my house because in our house because uh, my kids don't know <laughs> they they look at me like I'm a different person because you know I get very passionate about it. Their dad gets very passionate about it. I mean, you're like that when we watch, uh, like, the NFL. So mm -hmm. they're used to seeing you like that. And I think I think I get a little bit like that with the NFL. But it's just different with with soccer. It's just with football. Yeah. It's just different. And just I do want to reiterate my comment I said this morning. It's just I just love the, the melting pot of, like, cultures and everything that takes place that you get to see. I don't appreciate and I don't, I, I don't enjoy, I think that's the best way to describe it. I don't enjoy watching uh, football when the commentators are speaking English. It just, just that's something to me. I have to watch it with this, the, the commentators are speaking Spanish. <laughs> and it's not because like they're Mexican. No, 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 because no, um, you get all different like players that speak Spanish that are commentating, but it's just, I don't know, they just give it more oomph, there's more passion, there's more expression, it's, it's just different, and you get to hear like the different accents, you know, you get to hear the Argentinian people, you get to hear people from Spain, the, Brazil, the Brazilians mm -hmm. when they're speaking Spanish, it's just, and to me, it's like a great opportunity to just experience culture in a worldwide mm -hmm. way. Yeah. And I like the uh, the chance that it brings attention. Obviously, it's about mm -hmm. a sport, but it you can but talk about different countries as they are, you know, playing against each other, and you hear stuff about each country. And instead of before, you know, I really enjoy the opportunity that that gives us to have conversation with our kids mm -hmm. uh, and to talk about other issues that you know, are worldwide and they're important and just, uh, just I, I think it's a great opportunity to create family memories. Absolutely. There's a, there's a funny, <laughs> sorry to bring this up, but there's a, there's a funny uh, Simpsons kind of sketch from way back in the day. I grew up watching The Simpsons. There was a, 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 there was a, a sketch back in the day of, um, it was contrasting like an American announcer versus a, uh, an announcer from like Mexico. So it was showing a soccer game and it was like the, the English speakers are, he's, he's announcing the game. He's like center passes to left back to center center holds it, holds it, holds it. Like he's not even happy to be there. Then it shows the exact, <laughs> the exact same. It's like a Telemundo announcer or something. He's like right. center, pass to left, back to center, center holds it, holds it, holds it. Yeah, anyway, showed show the exact yeah, same just, thing, but it but it is a lot more emotion, and but 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 on a more important note, what you're saying there about the just like the differences of the nations coming together. There's always it always seems like there's some kind of some kind of issue. You know, there there was several issues that um, right. 
whether it's arguments between nations or protests that are going on and things yeah. of that nature that uh, really makes this go beyond just the the, the football play. Yeah. It's it's beyond that. It's uh, people's lives in the balance and things yeah. like that as well, which makes it makes it interesting when you have two competing nations and you know when you know that the nation you know there's going to be it's it's a different effect i mean for for like i know for our american team which they're through to the round of 16 they did amazing um they played an amazing round against england that game was amazing i personally didn't think they played great um in the in their last match against um iran i didn't think it was i didn't think uh i don't know i thought they were sloppy but uh but i i'm excited cuz they're through to the next round um, they won the game, but I just felt like they, you know, I, I felt like they didn't have their best uh, yeah. best performance. And this year but, has been full of surprises, though, like, you know what I mean? Because <clears throat> we've been waiting for the World Cup to take place, like, you know, with everything that had happened. We didn't know exactly if it was going to happen or not, and there was different things. Um, and there were so many surprises, like, uh, there's a certain group of teams that I always cheer for every every World Cup, you know, so... I cheer obviously for Mexico mm -hmm. as far as they go, and you know I love Italy, and I you know I cheer for the U.S. Once you know if Mexico sal, that's my like my to-go right. team because yeah. it's the closest to to us anyway. Um, but it was full of surprises. I was I was in shock, you know, to hear like Italy didn't make it, mm -hmm. like they didn't even qualify to play in the yeah. World Cup, and Italy is known to be like <laughs> a very important team in terms of soccer. You know, Colombia didn't make it either. Yeah, and that's Columbia, crazy. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, I was joking with teams. my son, and I was like, all Latin American countries should qualify yeah. to the World I, Cup. I also <laughs> thought it was interesting that we were watching Poland versus Argentina, and we needed Poland to beat Argentina um, at first. Right. Then as soon as Poland's, as soon as Argentina scored a goal, then we started cheering for Argentina, <laughs> because that again, because that extra goal would have would have helped. But uh, but I didn't even realize. I, I realized it like halfway through the game, and I said something. I was like, I should actually be cheering for Poland anyway, because that's like my people. <laughs> I, I, I forget. I forget that I'm like. I'm pretty sure I'm like half Polish. Half Polish. But anyway. Yeah, but it's it's a great opportunity, and like, um, especially because I feel like it's something that you can definitely use to include your children. You might have a TV or two, you know, in each bedroom, you know, or- Two a, in each bedroom? No, I mean, like, one in each bedroom, you know? Okay, like, his and hers TVs, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you also have, like, you have your phone on your hand, you have a tablet, like, right, there's yeah. so many devices, and I think, too like, many. yeah, too many, and in this time in history, I feel like the ability to have those moments where you're together and you're, interacting and creating a conversation it's important it's just this time in history where we are where it seems like everybody's entertained or because we like different things the lines of communication can become so blurred yeah. out and so limited at just like specific interactions like i speak to mom and dad when i need something from right. mom and dad but i actually don't I don't know what mom and dad like. Mm -hmm. I don't. Mom and dad don't really know what I like, mm -hmm. what I'm, what I'm into, or or this or that. And well, it's so easy to be in proximity with the people that you know, with the people that you love, whether it's family, friends. It's so easy to be in proximity without actually being present. You know, right. without actually engaging, because we have so many 
ways to disconnect ourselves. Yeah. I think one of the big ones is, um, and I remember this growing up, uh, that uh, I don't think I ever did it too bad, but I just remember it being a, something that my, my mom would get upset about because my, my sister, we would like, we'd get in the car. We had a minivan at the time. And uh, so this is, my sister was probably a teenager at the time and I was a little bit younger. And we'd get in the car, she'd go in the back of the minivan and she'd put her headphones on oh, yeah. and just completely disconnect. And it's like, it just, I'm putting this message out there, whether, you know, for her being a teenager, she might not have even been aware. Yeah. But it's kind of like putting this message out right from the beginning, like I'm sitting all the way back here and I don't want anything to do with the rest. Of it. I'm not saying that that was her, that yeah. that was her heart attitude, but that's yeah. kind of what it, what it conveys. It's like, I'm yeah. going to disconnect. I know we're present. We could be engaging. We could be having dialogue but I'm going to kind of sit back here. And, yeah. and I think that that speaks I mean, to so I, many things. Yeah, I mean, I remember being in that position. I remember sitting in the car, <clears throat> getting into the car, and like immediately going for my headphones because I didn't want to talk to, right. you know, yeah. I didn't want to have anything to, I, don't want, I didn't want to hear my, what mom and dad is mm-hmm. saying. I don't want to, and I think that as history and time is progressing, we're getting to that place where our children are being pushed to grow up so quickly and to become their own person, their independent person, that this dialogue and conversation between mom and children or dad and children, is, it's like very sporadic or it's just, like I said, it's just to like stick to this. Only this topics you're allowed to talk to your children when I feel mm-hmm. like our responsibility is to engage continually and talk to our kids about like everything, because they're, that's the way that we're helping them develop into vocal and, and verbal pe- people, you know, that are able to, co- to communicate, uh, whether it's, you know, their, their likes, their dislikes, their opinion, and, and all this stuff. And when we shy away our kids or when we treat our kids like, oh, you're just a child, you don't have anything important to say, or I'm not interested in hearing your opinion, or I didn't ask you about that. You know, I have to watch myself because sometimes I could be very, very short without mm-hmm. intending or yeah. without being conscious. I can very shortly, you know, when I'm doing something and my oldest tries to make a, make a comment or tries to tell me something, if I don't pay attention, sometimes I could be like, no, like, stop. It's like, you're bothering me. Don't say anything. I'm mm-hmm. focused on what I need to do. I know what yeah. I need to do, you know? And, and that's definitely not, not good. There, there's a, there's a place I believe where there's this ability to be able to have to allow our kids to be part of conversations that are important. You know, well, one of one of the most fascinating things for me as a as a parent is kind of paying attention to those shifting seasons. And I, I'm not even saying this to say that I do it well, but it's something that it's always mattered to me and that I've tried to navigate well. As our kids are getting older. It's like paying attention to kind of where they're at. And I feel like as parents, because of what's, how, how accessible all kinds of stuff is today uh, to mm-hmm. our kids, like as accessible as, you know, certain things were to me growing up, mm-hmm. you know, in, in our age group. I mean, um, I knew about things, very adult things right. from a very young age. Right. But now it's, if your kid has a, phone or your kid has a tablet or some kind of screen YouTube or even just whatever it is that I mean they can they can find some very 
you know, very crazy, very adult things, very, very mm-hmm. early conversations just with people, kids at school and stuff like that. So I, I always feel like it's important for us as parents to be preemptive as much as possible with certain things. And it's like, if you're going to hear about about this, like I'd rather you hear it from me in a safe yes, context definitely. than to hear it in a context where you're just being exposed to something that you don't even really fully understand what it is and it's just kind of creating maybe a curiosity or it's creating confusion or whatever it might be. And so I feel like more often than not, I, I try to gravitate more toward the side of uh, you know, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna err, I'd rather err on the side of like maybe overexposure, but but in a safe environment for the for the sense for the sake of, you know, just wanting you to be prepared for what you are going to inevitably face. But yeah. one of the most fascinating things to me, I was saying as a parent, is just is that it's like navigating the different seasons that they're in. So we now have a 12 year old, we have a seven year old, and of course, well, we have a seven month old as well. <laughs> which uh, we'll probably talk about in a minute. Because I think this is the first time you've been on the podcast, I think, since Sophia since, was, since born. Sophia was yes. born. So we should, pro- <laughs> we should talk a little bit about that, I think. But it's, you know, navigating those, those different uh, times and seasons, having some of those difficult conversations and bringing things up that might... <laughs> that are not, you know, it's not always comfortable yeah. to have those conversations. Yeah, and I think, I think sometimes we try to stay comfortable and... That's definitely something that you can't you can do as a parent. It's not about your comfort zone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I have to stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit leading me and what stage my kids are. Because first, yeah, I'm good. a I'm a believer that God knows my kids way mm-hmm. better than I can know them. Like I know them from the moment they were in my womb, but God knows them before they were in my womb. He knows, you know, they're in from the beginning and. I hold to this belief that I'm getting to know my kids as they're growing. I'm getting to know what their character is and what their mindset is. I do have a, a vision or an idea or you know a knowing of what God has in store for them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like I need to get to know them. It's important for me to get to know them. It's important for them to know me as a parent too as well. And so that in the future, because this is my prayer, that our, that, our, that our relationship will grow and mature to the place where they become full adults and have their own family and, and we can transition from you know, mom who's always nurturing me to, to share life with mom mm-hmm. and, you know, and even like share that friendship as we are adults. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm grateful I have that with my parents. Yeah. Um, and I, that's what I want with my kids. You know, I, I, I mean, I'm always going to be mom, but at the same time, I want to be able to see them develop and grow mm-hmm. to the place where I can just kind of lay back, you know, mm-hmm. and let yeah. them be who they, they're meant to be. But going back to the World Cup, I just, I enjoyed so much the, I think it was, was it yesterday or the day before when we were watching the match the U.S. was playing with yeah, Iran? Yeah, we, for and, us yesterday, but and when we this were, comes out, it's a couple of days ago. Elijah, you know, was, was, was bringing up some stuff that he heard, you know, and he was asking questions about, like, oh, what would this country do and different things. And I mean, it's known around the world that there are some countries that are political system or their culture or the, their system of beliefs, just they do things in a different way. 
They mm -hmm. deal with things in a different way. Being able to sit down even like as you're watching the, uh, this football game, but being able to talk about those things, you know, mm -hmm. and being able to answer those questions when they come up or, or even they create an opportunity for you to speak and to share with your kids, uh, to have a world, a worldview perspective of things. Yeah. And I think that that's important. I'm grateful that my parents did that mm -hmm. when I was growing up. You know, they, they always seem to take time to, like I said, give me like a worldview of how things are, where are we in terms of what's happening in the world and around us. Yeah. Because I feel like some we can sometimes hurt our kids by just kind of make them feel like this is life and everything revolves mm -hmm. around us and that's it. I believe that in order for us to be the best of who we are as, you know, just the person that God has made you to be, you need to be able to have that understanding to understand that, you know, I'm just one person and there's so much around mm -hmm. me as well. So what, how do I fit in this worldview, especially as believers? Because mm -hmm. I think like sometimes as believers, we could be too quick to shelter our kids instead of helping them grow yeah. to have a good and a, a proper worldview yeah. of things, you know? Yeah, it's really important. It's, it's really important to, to build our kids, um, to build their, first of all, I think it's really important to build their self-esteem. Yeah. And, and that's an interesting conversation that maybe we could talk about if we, uh, I know we tend to bunny trail, so we may not come back to it, <laughs> but, but it, it's just an interesting thing to think about. I don't know if I've ever really given a lot of thought to it before, but it just came into my head, like building, building self-esteem without creating that sense of entitlement and yes. kind of like finding that, that line there. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's it's so important to build their self-esteem. And I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but you all know who uh, Gary Vaynerchuk is. Uh, this woman came to him asking him, you know, I have a nine-year-old daughter. How do I protect her from predators online? How do I protect her from bullying online? Like that kind of thing. I don't remember the exact way she phrased the question, but how do I protect her? You know, she was talking about her daughter, nine years old, who already has access to social media and all that kind of stuff. And she's saying, how do I protect her and so he said well there's two there's two things the first way is don't let her have it like don't let her have social right. media uh, the second way is build her self-esteem and I thought that that was incredibly profound and because he said you know if you build her to be strong in, right. in here if you build her to have a strong heart and a strong mindset then it's gonna be very difficult for someone else from the outside to come and to take advantage of her and so I think it's so important that we that we foster that kind of self-esteem in our kids and we build them as you're saying to understand okay what is what is our what is your worldview what is our worldview and how do we how do we operate and how do we see the world because when you give them that that strength you know kind of building a value system and a, a sense of of identity in your kids of understanding who they are what they believe why they believe what they believe helping them you know walk through those conversations when there's things that are confusing and stuff like that but Helping them, so it's not just, uh, well, this is what we believe in this house because right. we said so. But it's like, no, okay, well, why do we believe that? Okay, yeah. and why do these people think this way? Or maybe, you know, when we see people that think a certain way, Definitely we can look we at that and we can say, okay, well, how can I learn how to engage with culture, engage with people that are different or have different opinions or different sets of values and belief systems to the point where 
it's not going to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm built up enough where it's engaging with a, a, an opposing worldview is not going to cause me to go astray. Yeah. But at the same time, I can engage with this person with grace, with mercy, with empathy. Because I think as the people of God, and I think this is what you were talking about a second ago, it's important for us not to just run away from the world and not to just run away from uh, things that we disagree with or whatever, but for us to actually engage with yeah. culture. And the biggest thing is that this, uh, I don't want my kids to lose the joy of their childhood mm -hmm. and the joy of growing up because I recognize that I think, um, I don't know if, when we talked about, you know, when we were talking about having another child and stuff, we you brought this up, but um, I know that for a lot of people, the decision making in terms of do I want to have kids waits on the fact of the stage of the world today, how things are, where things are, and that weights heavily, and I can understand that, and I, I. I can relate to it because I think at some point, you know, I was concerned about some of those things and I I really was like, oh, it's like a scary world out there. Mm -hmm. Like there's, you know, because the more you grow up and the more you, like I said, you you have a worldview of how things are, you realize that there's a lot of stuff that takes place around you that sometimes you don't know mm -hmm. that could be very scary. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to process. And if you don't help your kids or you don't teach them how to process that. I love this thing my dad always said to me and my brother. You know, he always said, I want you to be comfortable being a part of the family and knowing how to be and being comfortable in your own skin inside our home. Mm -hmm. But I want to make sure that I give you the tools that you yes. need yeah. so that when you leave, the safety and the comfort of home you have nothing to worry about yeah you are you know you're strong enough to stand on your own and you know where you stand in terms of the world and and i and i think that that's that's such a great a great thing because you want your kids to be comfortable at home but you don't want them to not want to leave home they should be able to to go and like get on their own feet and and grow and mature, um, and you you have to be able to help them with that. Have to create that environment where they can do that safely because they're going to make mistakes. But if they learn to make those mistakes while they're still in your household, then they learn from those experiences. Mm -hmm. And I think like so, and I've seen this a lot in this culture shock or it was culture shock for me because one this was not the way that I was raised and I noticed it more when I came to the states you know and I noticed like I mean obviously there's this big di cultural difference that you know in Mexico when you go to like um, when you're in high school you graduate from high school there's no change when you go to college you're still at home but here in the States, it oh, seems like gotcha. when you go to when you graduate from high school, it's like you're going away. Like right. you're you're all grown, like you're gonna get your own place or you're gonna go to college because you're going to maybe a college that is far away from your home. Mm -hmm. If you push yeah. push 
your children to leave the safety of your home before they're prepared, right. before they're emotionally prepared, before they're preparing their character, mm -hmm. before they're prepared to deal with what adulting, yeah. I guess that's the word, is it, what it, all that is going to bring on them, then you're actually hurting them instead of helping them. There's a lot going on there <laughs> because there's a couple different sides to that, first of all, because there's the, the side of, like you're talking about, you want to you want to equip them, you want to prepare them to face real life. You know, you want them to mm -hmm. be prepared to do that with the values, mm -hmm. um, you know, having been instilled in them to the best of your ability, right. you know, as, as you can as a, as a parent. Mm -hmm. But then also the other side of things is that what happens with a lot of kids that grow up in the church is uh, that they maybe end up being a little bit too sheltered. Right. And then when they go out, what I've seen happen many, many times is that, you know, these kids are sheltered all their lives and then they're just dying to break away. Yeah. Or they might not even be dying to break away, but they realize as soon as they break away and they have freedom for the first time in their life, they go off the rails because they don't know how to handle it. And so they end up yeah. doing things that are, you know, tr that are against, you know, their character or against their value system because they, they just, it was a totally different thing that they weren't anticipating. And so that's why I think there's a, there's a, there's an important balance between wanting to protect our kids yeah. from, from certain things, from certain evils and things like that, wanting to protect them, but at the same time, not wanting to overprotect, not wanting to shelter, and wanting to instill in them the values and all of those things that, that are going to help them where they can have that, that, you know, they understand what, they know what their worldview is, they know what who they are, they know what their character is to an extent. But then also, the other side of it is, this is what, what makes it complicated, is that we want to give them the opportunity to learn on their own, to make mistakes on their own, to learn from those mistakes and things like that. So you know, going away to college or something like that, mm -hmm. then it is like you're just kind of being thrust into, it's still kind of, a, it's, a, it's a bubble in its own right, but it is more of, of adult life than, yeah. than what you've been used to before, just, be, just because if you're going away to school or something like that, you're out on your own. And yeah. so it's like, how do we find, th th let me just ask you this as a question, we can maybe talk about this a little bit, like how do we find that balance, in just just in life. I mean, we don't have to talk specifically. We're not there yet, as far as kids going to college. Thank God. But we, but that balance that we're kind of talking about back and forth here, of you know, you want to equip your kids. How do we find? What are just some of your thoughts on like how do we find that balance of wanting to equip them, wanting to prepare them, not wanting to overprotect, overshelter, anything like that, but wanting to give them what they need but at the same time wanting to give them maybe enough of the reins when the time is right for them to kind of have the freedom to make decisions on their own even if they end up not making the right decision. I think one of the most important things is that you make sure that they know that you're going to be there no matter what. Mm. Because... I feel like sometimes there's this unexpected, like, and I think sometimes maybe the way that some parents have been raised, it's there where it's kind of like, I'm going to hold your hand until you're 18. Mm -hmm. Once you're grown, you're on your own. 
right. and my hand is it's gone right my support is gone you're on your own and I do think that there is a place where your child becomes responsible and you don't have to um, do things for them or take care of them as much as you did before but I feel like your hands never it, you never let go you should never let go because it's your God-given right to be a parent and I think you should treasure it the more you can like I think that that's such a like I don't hold it as such a light thing like you mm -hmm. know it's such a responsibility that God has entrusted us with and I want to because I love God and because I love my kids mm -hmm. I want to do the best I can in that mm -hmm. in that role I don't ever want to feel like I've resent being a parent mm -hmm. you know I know I know that sometimes uh, young people get thrown in the role of parenting before they were even prepared before they even wanted to and I believe that God can redeem that and change that within your heart and, and show you how to how to do it when it's just maybe you and you're a single parent right you know? and he can surround you by people that can support you and, and 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 give you a family even restore you to the point where you can have maybe a partner that helps you parent you know um, and I think that part of the, the the whole spectrum when we look at all of it is that family has always been in the heart of God mm. Yeah. So you never, you never stop being family. So the best way that I think as a parent I can empower my child to become an adult and to be able to make his own decisions is to, to never relinquish my right mm -hmm. as a parent. You know, it's yeah. to, always, to always be there. Like, I'm going to show you how to do these things. You know, and there'll come the time when you'll have to do them on your own. And, and I remember actually having this conversation with Elijah. I think he was about 10 mm -hmm. or so. And I remember talking to him and saying, listen, right now you're learning. And there are things that I'm teaching you that I might be a stickler for wanting you to do them the way I'm teaching them to you because I want you to learn. But once you learn what I'm teaching you, I want you to try to do them on your own. Mm -hmm. Make them your own. And right. as I see you make them your own, I can, you know, like step back because I yeah. know that you know. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to show you or teach you how to do those things because right. I already know that you know. And I can accept you doing them differently. And I think this conversation came about because I was asking him to do something, and my son's really smart, and sometimes he's too smart for his own mouth to the point that, you know, he'll be like, but I can do it this way, and it'll still be the right way, you know? And mm -hmm. it just was like, I got really upset about it. And then I was like, hold on, give me a minute to think about this. <laughs> because I was like, at the end of the day, it really, what I want to is to get it done, to do it. So I... I think I will be okay with you doing it the way you're telling me to do it. I just want you to do it. Yeah. But, you know, but at the same time, I like when I was talking to him about this, I was like, there are certain things that I do want you to do them on my, my way. Not because my way is the only way, 
I want you to learn them to do them this way because one, well, this is the way I learned it. But also because that tells me, since that's the way I learned it, that tells me that you know how to do it. But then it'll be completely okay if you show me how you did it in your own way. Mm. Because then I can celebrate the fact that you made it your own. Mm-hmm. That it became yours. Yeah. And I think that that principle applies when it comes to faith. For sure. Because we grow up in a household and we take the beliefs of mom and dad. So yeah. God at first is going to be mom and dad's God. You know, because you bring your kids to church, so they might feel like, well, mom and dad make me come to church. Right. I'm learning this, you know. And the second thing of it, you know, well, first is to never like of that parenting, you know. Mm-hmm. But then second of is to help your kids experience. Help them experience things. Because experience, it's so helpful. Yeah. And experience, I think it's a, enables you to know that you can process whatever this uh, situation is. It, it, it's, a, it's a good indicator of maturity, mm. I would say. Mm-hmm. You know, If I tell you what to do, but I don't let you experience what happens if you don't do this, then I'm not helping you mature. Right. And I feel like as a parent, there are ways that we can help our children mature. Yeah. But it's not, it's not enough to say verbally, just say, oh, get over it. It's not enough to say, <laughs> oh, grow up. It's not enough to say that. Like, I have to help you. It's my job. It's my responsibility to help you yeah. grow. It's yeah. my, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I, it's, I just, you know, my kid just started middle school, and, and <laughs> he can tell you, I've had this conversation with him about, how I disagree with certain things that are are demanded of him, not because they're bad things, they're good things, but there there's not a good fundament to them. Like new math. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> new math is not a good thing. Right. No. My no. But I no, just. No. I mean, this is a very small. This is like a microcosm of what you're talking about. This is a very very small thing. Example. Yeah. But. But I, I, I think Excuse that me. I think that it kind of illustrates illustrates the you know because um, because for me as a as a <laughs> I don't think it actually even illustrates I think it's just me being frustrated because because um, because my you know I sixth grader I I should know like I should know how to help him with his homework right. but there's times he comes and he's like he's like this is the thing I'm like well I could tell you. What the answer is. Like, I could tell you, like, how I get the answer, but it's not what they're looking for. So I got to, you know, kind of relearn how to do certain, not even relearn, I have to learn a new way of doing certain things just so that I can help. But I do, I I do uh, really like what you're saying there. I think that it's actually, I think that it's actually biblical. You said that it's, it's how, how faith works. The way that we, the way that we learn. I think it's what Jesus, you know, modeled to us. He had his disciples follow him. He said, come and, come and follow me. And it's something that Bill Johnson said um, one time that, that stuck with me. He said that uh, the disciples belonged before they believed. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool because they just, they knew there was something different about Jesus. And 
for whatever reason, he said, come and follow me. And they dropped what they were doing and they went and they followed. And then they followed him and they saw him doing the things that he was doing and he was teaching them. And then they began to do the things that, that he was doing. But then at the, before he left, he said, the works that I've done, you'll do these also, but then even greater works than these you will do. And so then we see the, the disciples in particular, you know, one of the examples that we see is Peter kind of brand, stepping out and doing things in, in ministry in a different way than anything that we saw Jesus do. And so it's just that, that kind of a thing. And I, I appreciate, you know, what you're saying there. It's like, hey, I want you to trust me. You know, I want, I want you to trust me enough to learn how to do this the way that I'm showing you how to do it. And then once you learn how to do it, you know, if you find that there's a better way that it works for you, let's go from there. But it's kind of that cultivating that, that relationship that's based on trust yeah. is so important. And like, how do you think that we do that? How do you think that we yeah, can continue to I build want, greater like, trust with our kids? You know, I, <laughs> I think a lot about this. And I think I parent probably different than the way my parents parent, because I know I was I was a I was a very challenging kid in terms of I challenged my parents' no, authority a lot. No way, no way, <laughs> like, I didn't. Yeah, like I did. I was very uh, like I would question what my parents would would do or ask me something, you know, and it wasn't never like because I was trying to be disrespectful. No, it's just because I was. It just, I, I was learning, you know what I mean? Like, I've, I've always been very self-taught. I will learn, I will teach myself things. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, I crave learning or I'm a nerd, you know. My kid says that's really cool because he's a nerd. Um, but, and I come, I've come to realize that, like, even in, like, our relationship with God, this is something that, God the Father wants from us, like that we trust His authority. Mm -hmm. That I I trust that He He leads me correctly. Mm -hmm. That that His intentions are 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 pure. That you know what I mean. And I want my kids to learn that principle. I mm -hmm. want I want them to not just not just follow my lead because I say so. It's so easy just to say that. But I feel like that can turn away the heart of a child so quickly mm, okay. because I know I've walked those steps and I know that it would turn my heart away. I learned and I grew to trust my parents more when they would um, show me or when they would talk to me about certain things instead of just, just telling me what to do. Right. Like I remember my mom, you know, like would tell me, Oh, I want you to do this. And I'll be like, why? I don't want to. Like, <laughs> you know? And at first, like, I think it took her a minute to kind of realize, like, this child is different. This is not the same. Because every child is different. Yeah. I'm not saying all your kids are like me. Sure. But you might have one that is like I was. You know? And all kids are different. They learn differently. They relate to you as a parent differently. They need a different way of discipline and uh your relationship as a parent with each of your kids is different. It cannot right. be one size fits all. Right. Because even as believers, that's how it is with God. It's not a one size fits all. Mm -hmm. I can't relate to God the way that you relate to God because that's the way you relate to God. That's between you and Him. Mm -hmm. I have my own way, and there's perfectly that's perfectly fine. 
And we need to stop thinking that it's just like a cookie cutter thing and it's like, this is the only way fit in this little box. Mm -hmm. No. So, you know, I would, like I said, I would ask my mom, I'd be like, no, I don't do that. So, or I would be like, why? Why do I have to do it? And then she kind of like, you know, got it and was like, okay, all right. She just needs more explanation. Mm -hmm. I just need to perhaps let her know why. Yeah. What is the objective of this? What are yeah. we doing this for? And it, it, it created more conversation. And I think as parents, sometimes we could be too, like, simplistic in our conversation with our yeah. kids. We don't want to waste time talking to our kids. And I, it's not a waste. Hello. Mm. When I speak with my kids, I'm investing in their heart. Right. I'm not wasting my words. I'm investing in them. If the only time I talk to my kids is to discipline them, hmm. I'm doing them a disservice. Well, I should be speaking to my kids more about every, everyday things, about the dreams, about their why are they upset, what happened at school, like what are you watching on TV, and why do you like this show, why do you like this, what do you like that, and having a conversation about who they are in every day more that percentage should be higher than the times that they hear me fuss at them and discipline them. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that going back to what you said before about being led by the Spirit in the way that we do deal with our, our kids, right, in the way that we relate to them, and what you just said a second ago about them being, all of our kids are different. If you have more than one kid, you know, they're different. And then they go through different seasons of life. Right. And so being, being in tune with the Holy Spirit to be like, okay, like, what's, what's going on with this? Because sometimes, you know, maybe, maybe your, your, your kid will say something to you that's just, that is, it comes off disrespectful like that. It's like, it's like, oh, well, why do I have to do that? I don't want to do that. And maybe there's, there's times where, Maybe there's times where what they need is, well, you're going to do it because I'm telling you to do it. Like, you're going to do this because I'm asking you to do it, and, like, I'm your parent, and, like, this is what, this is what I need you to do. Right. Like, lay down the, the law. That's right. okay. And there's but times it's not where you, all the time. Yeah, and there's times where you need to be, you just need to be aware of what the Spirit of God is doing, because yeah. it, it might be that maybe that, that attitude is coming from a place of hurt it's coming from a place of pain it's coming from so there's something going on inside of them mm -hmm. that you may not be aware of and when you will listen to the voice of of god to uh, just instruct you in that way and we're not going to do it perfectly and we're going to miss things as parents but but we can learn how to be more in tune with what god is saying so that in those moments when there are things that that come up it might be like, hold on, this this might this isn't just uh, one of these situations where you're just supposed to lay down the law yeah. and 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 that's it. Yeah. This is this requires you know something else. It requires some probing. It requires getting to the root of what's actually causing this. And to, just to say, um, I feel like we we went through a season like that recently with our oldest, who uh, at the beginning of this past school year, um, we. We're just noticing he just often would kind of be disrespectful to us and have a harsh attitude, and and stuff. And, and I uh, wanted to use the chunkla. And we had some stern. We had like, oh my don't god, wrong, we had some very yeah I'm the chunkla. Like, I wanted to throw you know the, I mean? the, the, the sandalia. <laughs> like, but we had I'm some ready. we had I'm some ready. very stern conversations. And there were times that you might not even be aware of where I pulled him aside, 
and uh, had a very stern conversation with him because he spoke to you in a way that was, to me, outside of his character. Yeah. Um, and, and I would tell him, like, look, this is not who you are. Yeah. And I don't know exactly where, where, where that came from right now, but that, that is not who you are, and you're better than that. And then we would kind of probe to find out a little bit more. But the other thing that, that, we, that, that we both did was we, would, we prayed. We prayed for him. And you were spending time, which I thought was really cool, because you were driving him to school most mornings, and uh, I found out that you were praying with him in the car before he got to school every morning. And um, there was more going on than just what was on the surface. Right. And he was going through something, going through some, um, some changes and just some differences in yeah. his way of thinking and just dealing with some kind of like pressures that school brings and stuff like that. And there was more going on than just what was on the surface. And it wasn't just a matter of, well, you're going to respect me because I said so. It's, yeah. it's no, how can I partner with the Holy Spirit so that I can actually get to my son's heart so that we can see breakthrough in this area? Yeah. And I think it's, it's you just mentioned this, recognizing when you see something out of character. Like, when you see that, be sensitive yes. to recognize it. And like I said, like, you know, I, I have a very strong character like I'm you know I I can be very stern and I've I had a conversation with him where I you know I kind of confronted him a little bit because I was like listen let me let like let me hold you for a second before you go any mm -hmm. further on this and l let me let me give you my perspective of yeah. what's happening mm -hmm. and I told him I was like your words are coming out as if you're like, I'm against you. Mm -hmm. You're being combative right. to me. And I don't think that I that that's the right thing. Like, I'm on your side. I'm your parent. Mm -hmm. I'm not against you. So when I give you an instruction, why would you think that I'm going to ask you to do something that's going to humiliate you or something that's going to harm you or something just like, to put you down. Right. You know? And I had to give him a little bit of time to think about these things. And 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 when I recognized, you know, this is not who you are. This is not what you what I know of you. Like I said, you know, I said it before. I want to get to know my kids because when I'm I know my children, I can pray better for them. Mm -hmm. I can be a better parent. If I just assume that my kid is just going to listen to me all the way up till he's 18 and then he's going to, you know, go, but I actually don't know him throughout that whole time, like, what what kind of relationship can I expect from that? Hmm. Like, the father wants us to know him, but we know ourselves as we are knowing him. And he also, like gets to know us, even though he already knows who we are, you know? Yeah. So, um, and I, 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 I'm very cautious to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit because I know that I could, I'm a very strict parent and I want the best for my kids, but I don't want to be too strict to the point where I can turn away their heart mm -hmm. from me. Yeah. You know, 
and then they'll 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 be like, oh, this is just my mom. Like she wants me to be perfect. Yeah. She wants this. Like, I've you know, and I've had this conversation with my seven year old too. You know, to the point where I'll I'm, I, I'll tell him like, this is not about you being perfect, because he would say it. You know, he would say to me like, like you just you want me to be perfect. No, actually <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't want you to be perfect. I want you to do do this right, but I don't want you to be perfect. I want you to give me the best that, that's in you. I definitely do, because I know that there's 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 the capability in you. Right. right. You know, and and I think sometimes we could um, in this type type in history in this time in history, we can try to parent our kids the same way that we order our our fast food. You know what I mean, like. We, I want to order a french fries, and I want it this way, and mm -hmm. I, I want it quick, and I yeah. want it done, and I don't want to be inconvenient. I don't want to be uh, bothered by it, like, you know? And I have to evaluate myself even, like, with, like, the technology I allow my kids to have, you know? Mm -hmm. Because it's easy. Give the kid a phone. I mean, he's going to sit there for hours and not bother you at all. Sure, but I want to be bothered to some extent. Right. I want right. them to bother me because I want to get to know them. I want to know what's going on in their mind. I want them to experience life. I want them to experience me as a parent. I, you know, I, I often think about this. What kind of legacy am I leaving in my kid's mind as a parent? And I'm, I know this might sound obscured or dark to some people, but I want, I, I often think about if I wasn't here, what would my kids say about me? Mm -hmm. I, I want to leave a mark in their life that goes beyond like, oh, my mom was just good at cooking or my mom was good at <laughs> cleaning or she was good right. at do you know what I mean like right. I want them to right. know me as a person about my character right more than the things that I do for them mm -hmm. um, so it's I think it's important especially in this time in history and I think that you should be thoughtful about that not just with your kids but in your relationships in general like what kind of mark am I leaving in someone's someone's life? Yeah. Like, what kind of person am I? Yeah. To those that are around me, am I someone that is memorable or not? And if I am memorable, what what is memorable about mm -hmm. me? Um. Because I think about this scripture a lot. Um, where it says we are written letters and I think a lot about that that mm -hmm. thought that my life is meant to tell a story so what story am I telling the, to the people that is reading my story mm -hmm. is this a story that is inspiring others or is a story that is turning someone away and yeah. even like with my kids like I want them to see that even mom and dad are growing that I'm just, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes for kids, it's, like, hard to believe that we were kids. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, wow, you were a child? Like, you did this? Um, and I, I like to share stories with my kids about that. Like, mm. you know? Yeah. I like when they ask me questions about, like, why do we believe this? 
like, oh, okay, I have a great opportunity there. Right. So you talk to them about, okay, this is what I believe. This is what the Bible says. This is what, you know. But so-and-so, you know, don't do that. Okay, like you were talking about this, how to teach them not to have an entitlement mentality. Like, it's not, we're not better because we believe this. This is what we believe because this is what God has trusted us with. But there's other people that believe different things. And you can be respectful of them. You can still be in a relationship with people that don't believe the same thing that you believe. Right. You know, and and you don't have to shelter or shy away from them or disrespect them or mm-hmm. or anything. Like, you know, and I and sometimes I think like um, as Christians we can make that mistake. We could sometimes, you know, without intending, create an, uh, a culture that is like, oh, we're better than them. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know? Uh, and I have to be very cautious about that, not in terms of, like, we're Christians, but um, my oldest is very smart. And sometimes he can be intolerant to people that are not as smart as he is. Right. And right. I have to remind him, like, it's okay. Like, we're all different. We all learn differently. We, you know, we all have the same, God has given us all the same capability, but we all develop it differently. We all learn differently. And it's okay to, you know, have conversation with people that maybe don't, don't see things the same way, you know? Um, so being led of the spirit is just so important. Yeah. Absolutely, and like teaching our teaching our kids <laughs> that, like what you just mentioned there about being learning how to honor other people that don't see things the way they do. Because it is really easy as a as a kid for for a lot of kids to look at people that are are different, or even look at people that yeah, like. Um, Look at people that are, I mean, I've had this conversation with, with Elijah as well, um, that he, you know, he sees other kids that are, that are out there, you know, doing bad things, for example, you know, doing things that are, you know, things that we teach him not to do. <laughs> and so he's just made some comments to me here and there, and he's just, he's learning, you know, he's growing, and he's made some comments to me here and there um, where he can... They they came they came across that way like he was thinking that they were he didn't say it like this but for lack of better words like that they were less than because of their behavior because of their action and I and, and even on that I want to instruct and just be like hey like we're no better than you know than your your friends or or other people that you know maybe they're making bad decisions maybe they're doing things or maybe they've done things maybe they've made some decisions that have you know caused them pain that have caused other people pain they've 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 messed up in different ways um but look i mean we all we all make mistakes and the fact that you aren't you know making the mistakes that they're making it doesn't mean that you're better than them um if anything it what it should do is that it should cause us to be humble because god has you know given us grace and he's showed us mercy and it's not that he ha- he's not showing mercy to those uh, to, to those people but it's just that, um, you know, if, if anything, it doesn't point, like anything that we've learned, anything that we know, anything that we're able to instruct and, and instill in our kids, it has, it's not because we're great. It's not because we've arrived or attained right. anything. Right. It's all because of God's goodness and faithfulness. And so just wanting to teach them, like even on that, like learn to honor 
you know, yeah. people that are doing things differently than you or think differently <clears throat> than you or even if they're doing wrong things or bad things or whatever it is, um, you know, how can you, how can you honor them? How can you serve them? Um, and, uh, and I think just kind of instilling that is, is really, really important. One more thing I just want to add, because you said, um, I think it just slipped my mind, um, about, oh, when you were talking about, uh, I had asked you a question, and you were talking about how, um, Mm. I I'm trying to I'm sorry guys my mind is my my mind is blanking. <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to add to what you were saying and just mention that I think one of the ways that we kind of um, cultivate that relationship that's what you're talking about. You're talking about being an having basically having an impact. You know, having yeah. an impact in your kids' lives and having an impact in other people's lives. Got there eventually. Um, and I just wanted to say that that's not like this big explosive thing, like yeah. this big explosive light bulb, bulb that has to go off where now you're, you know, all of a sudden you're going to be an impact on people. It, I think that it starts from a very, very simple place and often it starts from a place of simply just being willing to listen, mm -hmm. being willing to be present and to listen to somebody, to listen to what they might be going through, to listen to what's on their heart and not to just listen to what they're saying, but to listen to what they're not saying as well. Um, and it gives you opportunity to be able to, um, when God opens that door, to speak into their life, to pour into their life, and you can have an impact. But I think that a lot of times the greatest impact that we can have on somebody is simply by just being willing to be present with them and to listen. I think that that's, you know, just the willingness to do that is really, really important. Um, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and start wrapping this up. Was there anything <laughs> else that, um, that we needed to say? I did want to bring up just the thing about, you know, I, I wanted to ask you about... Maybe we can do this on a different episode. <laughs> I think we'll do this on a different episode. Um, I want to ask you about the about Sophia being born and all that kind of stuff because there was there was some stuff that <laughs> happened along 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 the journey there that uh, I think it was it was very very eventful for us. But I haven't shared anything about it um, on the podcast. I was waiting to have you on, but uh, we're a little over an hour already, so we can go ahead and wrap this up and we can come back and do that at a different time. All right, cool. Denise. Well, I hope, I hope this was helpful. <laughs> I feel like every time we talk, we talk a lot about parenting, and I, I don't know, maybe some of you. It's your fault. Uh, maybe some of your, uh, of, um, your followers, I don't know, people that listen to you might be like, well, I don't have children. But, hey, it's never too late to learn how to, um, how to lead someone because I feel like even as a leader, you do a lot of parenting as a leader, believe it or not. And it's it's. I feel like in, in general, you know, just as, as, a, as a believer, Jesus cared for people. Jesus had compassion for people. And I think that a lot of uh, what goes into being a good parent stems out of that compassion. Like, you know, why am I doing this? Why am I parenting this child? Because I love this child. Mm -hmm. Because I have compassion on this child. You know, when I want to discipline hard, I'm reminded, no, I, I need compassion. And I need any guidance because, mm -hmm. you know, they might, they might not know better. Right. I mean, I, you know, if I mean, if you taught them and they're still repeating it, definitely you have to find, you know, is this rebellion? And if there is rebellion, deal with that, you know. And definitely you brought up the whole thing about prayer. I mean, prayer is never going to fail you as a parent because <laughs> you should be praying for your kids, you know. Um, you should be praying for, for them, um, with them and for them. And um, 
I think parenting is a great adventure. It's very, uh, very challenging, but I think at the end of the day, there's a lot of satisfaction in it. And when I think about my ability to parent, I'm always reminded of the fact that God has to parent me. <laughs> yeah. So I yep. I do the best I can to to say God, I want to parent like you would parent, mm-hmm. like not not by my feelings and my emotions, but I want to parent the way that God parents because that's the best way. Mm-hmm. And there's no manual for it, no, but we have the Holy Spirit to guide us. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Thanks again, Denise. No problem. Bye, You're the best. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Appreciate you guys. We love y'all, and uh, hope to see you on a future episode. If this episode yes. uh, blessed <laughs> you, challenged you, encouraged you in some way, uh, don't forget to show some love by subscribing, by sharing, leaving a review, something like that. Knock on a neighbor's door, tell them about the podcast. I don't know, <laughs> anything. But appreciate you guys very much, and uh, see you next time.